Nine from Five Five Nine, and I am Amber. And who's with me? Me. His name is Paul. <laughs> and today we will be te- telling you about spiders, spaceships, and movies. So it's going to be a pretty uh, fun episode we got lined up for you out there. If you are looking for any of the other episodic friends that we have made along our way, then the journey will take you over to www.caffination.com. That is caffeination.com. And why are we using everything over at caffeination.com? Because that's the name of the episode, not the name of the podcast, so we figured it'd be a good place to stick it all. And we needed somewhere to stick it, so we were like, how about the caffeination? That would be a good place to store it. That's right. That's <laughs> right. All right. So you're wondering what, what, uh, what's what been going on around here? <laughs> Tonight we're going to be talking about movies, Legos, and spiders. And a whole I bunch of- I hate spiders. She hates spiders. Hopefully. Do you know why? Because once I saw a spider try to bite my friend. Really? Yeah. What happened with that? Oh, uh, yeah. They were good, but they just started bleeding. They started bleeding? That must have been a pretty big spider. Yeah, it was. Okay. All right, so we got a wonderful show lined up for you today. We got the Geek Cruft, including uh, What's Geeky This Week, or a uh, month since it's been about a month since we did a show. Then we have the Food and Caffeinated Bits, and we're going to send you out on our final thought for the day. But uh, up first and personal, we're going to talk to you a little bit about how you can support the show. Uh, if you are so inclined, you can head on over to the uh, caffeination.com. We have links over there to amazon.com, as well as the uh, company that currently hosts our uh, podcast. That's innerserver.net. And both uh, both of those are affiliate links, so if you click on there and you do your shopping over at Amazon or you click on uh, Inner Server and you actually do some shopping for uh, services, then you'll actually help support the uh, podcast. And we greatly appreciate anybody who does that. So thank you very much. Uh, if you are looking to get into contact with us, you can do so by uh, Gmail or actually rather by via email for comments, feedback, suggestions, hate mail, whatever else you feel like sending our general direction. You can do so at caffeination at gmail.com. You can find us at twitter.com slash caffeination. We are uh, the caffeination over at Instagram and uh, pretty much everywhere else. Just search for us and we will be there. All right. Yeah, and I'm in some of the pictures. Yeah, Amber is in some of the pictures. Because, well, why can't I be in with my dad or my mom? That's right. Oh, yeah, my mom doesn't like being on podcasts. No, she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why she never shows. <laughs> that's okay. So, so but far it's we... it's okay because she really, really likes it, but she doesn't want to be in it. That's fine. That's all. <laughs> that's it for today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that it? That's the end of the show? No, I'm just being funny. <laughs> oh, okay. You're being funny. Yeah. You got to let me know every once in a while. All right, so we got a wonderful show lined up for you today. The first thing is, what have you done geeky this month, Amber? Uh, What I've done geeky geeky is I, basically I played on my phone. I What games are you playing on your phone? Well, I watch YouTube, (laughs) obviously. A lot of kids watch it. And I also... I play Helix Jump, and I also play Color Road and Roblox. Well, I don't play a lot of Roblox anymore because, well, I just really like YouTube. Oh, okay. That's perfectly fine. Uh, Lately, Geeky... Also, I've been doing Subway Surfer. Okay, so Geeky for me... It's a racing game. 
All right, would you stop talking so I can talk? <laughs> I really like talking. <laughs> I know you do. I mean, you don't stop. It's like from the moment you get up to the moment you pass out at the end of the day, it is nonstop talking. No. In, yeah. In school, I stop. Oh, man, I don't get to hear that. <laughs> All right. So, I'm being funny. This is the end. No, it isn't. Okay, so yeah, for for me, Geeky, this month has been, uh, I started playing Final Fantasy XV. I know I'm a little bit behind on uh, on, on that. and I've been, I've uh, been watching him. And uh, I've been playing um, Skyrim on my laptop some more because I, you know, haven't sunk enough hours into that. So overall... He hasn't played Fortnite a lot. No, I'm not really into Fortnite. My son loves it. He plays it all the time, but I'm, I'm not really, it's not really my bag, if you know what I mean. So uh, I'm much it's more... It's not his thing. It's not my thing. So much more I'm into the... My thing the, is my phone. Her thing is her phone. Much more I'm into uh, playing uh, Final Fantasy and some of the other role-playing games that are out there. And I gotta say, I finally found one of the games that I've been looking for forever. I finally found out what it's what called. Is it? And I'm the only one who's actually gonna care. But it's called Breath of Fire 3. And what it was... It's a game from uh, from the original PlayStation, and what the idea behind it was that you were somebody that was half person, half dragon, and that throughout your trip, you would get more dragon genes, and you could actually combine them to make different types of, types of dragons. That's, so, that's weird. So this is the end notice. <laughs> <laughs> so you could combine a thunder gene and that. a cold gene and make a blizzard dragon and it had all kinds of crazy cool mechanics and I, I remembered it fondly but I could never remember the title so now I'm really enthused that I can find that remember the title I don't have the system anymore and I don't have stop doing that And I don't have an emulator or anything that can play it. But at least I now remember what the stupid game was. Because for the longest time I thought it was Dragon Warrior. What's it Warrior. called? It's called Breath of Fire 3. So. What is it even doing? So, don't worry about it. It's okay. It's alright. I mean, there's there's people out there who will understand my, my problem. My problem was that I couldn't remember what the game was titled. So, uh, that's been where we are. The other thing uh, we're going to talk about right off the bat is uh, Goodnight Sweet Robot. Yes, from from the uh, NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, humanity's greatest explorers are not always human. Join us as we celebrate the achievement of Mars Rover's opportunity at the completion of a 15-year mission. When they first, first landed the rover on the uh, red planet, it was slated for a 90-day mission. It has just completed 15 years of service. And they're saying that until future time when the uh, solar panels can actually get uncovered and, and it can actually boot back online, it unfortunately does not have enough power, enough juice to continue. So it completed more than a marathon Oh yeah, uh, have you distance. played with LOL dolls? Wait, what, is, what are you talking about? We're talking about NASA. That's okay. So that's an unbelievable feat of human engineering it, to make something that's supposed to originally last for 90 days actually go well beyond its usable life cycle and into uh, 
15 years. That's just an astounding milestone. So hats off to everybody at the JPL and uh, everybody at NASA who supported them. I can't imagine trying to drive a remote control car around on a planet where it takes you eight minutes to get a signal from one side to the other. I think that was what it would take. Um, Yeah. Blows my mind. All right. Now, the next little thing that we got for you here, the next thing we got, uh, we're going to talk about a movie. And one of the movies that my daughter is uh, kind of enthused to uh, to kind of watch. Uh, Amber, what did you think of the trailer released today for Frozen 2? Um, it was good, but I think they're trying to make you think about the movie. Well, how do you mean? I mean, come on, explain. So, like... There's no talking in it. Like, so, I think they're just trying to make you be really happy about it. But, like, have you keep hearing it. And I don't know how they want you to express it. Like, Elsa keeps trying to go on the waves. But she can't because she keeps going into the waves. And she takes her skirt off. But she has more stuff on. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) And also... So it's she being puts released. Her hair up. Yeah, so it's being released in November of and 2019. She tries to run onto the waves, and there's like ice going, and then it comes off, and then she goes up, and she could have used her ice powers to go up, but she had to use like a lot of effort, but it didn't really help. Because one time she tried never worked and then Anna at the end tries to well help by doing like anything I don't know what she's doing but it's just weird and then there's just like music at the end and says this fall and like there's diamonds around her and then Sven and Kristoff just are like riding to Elsa and so is um Anna, but she's not riding. She's going on her feet, and it's kind of weird because they're having a mix-up. So, yeah. So, yeah, it is roughly two minutes of footage without a single bit of dialogue, and it is really, really interesting, but the funny thing about it is it's only been online for one day. It already has over 10 million views. That's 10 million people. You are one of those 10 million, Amber. Yeah, and if you um, if you were hearing like the mic moving, it's because it fell off, but I fixed it. Okay. That's why. So that's the first movie. The second movie that we have coming out is one that me and my wife are pretty excited about. Breaking Bad movie is actually going to de- debut on Netflix before it hits AMC. So they're not going the traditional route with theaters. They're releasing it direct to Netflix, potentially. And then they're going to release it in parts on uh, the American Movie Channel. So uh, we're pretty excited about that. Uh, No words yet on exactly what's going to be in it, but totally enthused. Albuquerque, New Mexico. We'll We'll see what goes down. All right. So it's Project Greenbrier, because that's the name of the studio that they were working out of. All right. Next little thing that we have for you here is an artist animates Super Mario Brothers, the first level, the entire first level, using using just paper. Have you ever played it? Yeah, I've played Super Mario Brothers all the time. No, by the paper. No, not the Super Mario Brothers paper. How do they do that? 
yeah, it's just all animated, and he cut out individual little uh, things and kept going so that he could uh, <laughs> set up all those different sprites and make sure that uh, the the. Uh, He's really talented, then. Yeah, I mean that's an amazing bit of artwork that he worked on. Oops, sorry. You're fine. So he did the entire first level of the first Super Mario Brothers entirely out of a notebook and paper with just an X-Acto blade and some uh, some long, hard effort on it. So it was pretty impressive. So send you the link over at technobob.com. All right, next little thing that we got for you here is every dongle you could possibly ever need around your keychain. High five, a five-in-one charging cable that you could need for anything. So that's right. It has a USB-A connector, a crossover technology inside it, micro USB, USB-C port, lightning and micro USB 2-in-1 connector, and a USB-C connector. So all in one, you'd be able to plug in an iPhone, plug in a Android phone, plug in any Android phone, actually, either my Pixel or my uh, wife's uh, uh, Galaxy S8 or S7, whatever she happens to have. And then at the end of the day, it folds over and becomes part of your keychain. So I thought this was pretty cool and wanted to share it with the group. This is over at Yanko Design. What do you think of it, Amber? Oh, I think it's really cool. So you like the idea that you can have a charging cable just stuck on your keychain? Yeah, but I really want one. <laughs> well, you have a charging cable. You're fine. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. All right. Next little thing we have is the Tanuki Ninja Fly Fishing Rod. What? Brings the a- ancient Japanese art to the mainstream. Tenkara, or Japanese... How do you Japanese- use it? I, hold on. Tenkara, <laughs> the Japanese fly fishing, borders on pure artistry. So there's no way to reel a line out or reel a fish in. So it's just finish, fi- uh, physics and mechanics and handwork. So basically, it's just a rod with a line stuck at the end. So you flick the rod out and back, and you're flicking this fly out onto the water, and it's slowly sinking down. And then... The way to get the uh, the fish back in is to whip it out of the the lake and just pull it in gently. So it's it's impressive. I've never actually done this, and this is one of the biggest. My dad uh, wants to use it. I do want to use it. I love fishing, uh, but one of my biggest regrets, uh, honestly, about the way that my grandfather taught me how to fish is that he never got a chance to teach me how to go fly fishing. He always said, "Oh, there'll be time for that later," and unfortunately, we never came to that time, so I never went fly fishing. But uh, yeah, it's it's really really I don't impressive. Know where he is? Who? What you you were to who talking about? My grandfather. He he passed away. Oh, that's sad. That's okay. But I'm part of the family. You're part of the family, so I get to teach you how to fish. Yeah. <laughs> but in the spring, we, me and my mom might. Go to the beach just by herself for a girl's day. My brother and my dad might go to fishing on the exact same day. We don't know. Or we could take a, a morning and go fishing for everybody. Yeah, well, but my mom wouldn't want to do it. That's okay. My mom would just watch. All right. Now, the next little thing I mean, we have I here. I don't catch a lot of fish, fish so I'm just going to watch. The next little thing that we got for you coming up here. We only have two Not every rods. bee... Live, Amber, did you know that not every bee lives in a beehive? Yeah. 
So some of them like dig in the ground and stuff like that? Yeah. Some of them dig into wood? And some actually live in a little thing. Right. Well, this and is called you know an how anti-hive. How? Because there's a movie that has bees and a guy sharpens his tail and there's actually bees in that and there's a bunch of those. So they actually are trying, so the people try to move it out. Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah, so it's kind of like really funny, but really weird. Oh, okay. Well, here's here's the, the reality of it is that uh, in bee movies that don't have Seinfeld in them, um, not every bee is actually a social creature. Some of them are quite solitary. So there's now a beehive that specifically is dealt or made for solitary bees. So it's designed and constructed for things like carpenter bees and... Uh, all other kinds of things. So I thought this was pretty cool and wanted to share it with the group. Uh, it's none of your beeswax. Urban anti-hives are designed for solitary bee species over at the uh, web urban, urbanist.com. All right. Now, the next little thing that we got for you here is something I actually thought was pretty cool. Uh, Swiss, what is it? Swiss e-voting trial offers yeah. $150,000 in bug bounties to hackers. So they're basically... Oh, I thought you meant Swiss cheese. No, no Swiss cheese. But they're basically <laughs> offering $150,000 to hackers that can find holes in their voting software. So they're committed to making uh, e-voting a little bit safer and a little bit cleaner and more open That's source. That's good. I really want to have that much. I, well, yeah, I'd love to have $150,000 too, but I'm not really good at breaking into voting systems. So I can't I can't do that. And I also have to register with the Swiss government to do that. Sorry, my doll fell over. Yeah, somebody has dolls. All right. Hey, it's not my fault. I really like playing with dolls. All right. Now, the next little thing what that we got that? for you here is a woodworker over at uh, technobob.com. Oh, that nice for me. <laughs> designed and built a uh, all-wood-geared uh, system to pet dogs without any kind of uh, effort whatsoever. So if you look at it, it there's... There's a hand that strokes the back of the dog. There's another hand that pats him on the bottom. And then, unfortunately, if your dog's too small, you have to pick it up and make it work. There's a bone and a cat flying around on one of the gears that's in the back, and I thought it was pretty funny, so I decided to share it with the group. All right, next little thing that we got for you here. First, <laughs> I love this. First, we had the, the uh, dog petting machine. Now we have a human washing machine. So this isn't just... People are really making really weird stuff. <laughs> so this isn't just for people who are lazy or making weird stuff. This is also for hospitals, nursing homes, and anywhere else to clean seniors or disabled individuals who prefer to shower by themselves without a, mute, without a nurse available. I like this idea. I think it's pretty cool. I think that it needs to be more of a lay-down system to where you could just sort of have it go over the person maybe you know with a second thing and, and so then, it actually turns the person over too yeah that would actually be really cool i mean you also want to have something that offers you the ability to get the undercoating because if you're not getting the undercoating in the anti-rust section then then you know are you really washing the person at all nah, but it's really cool to think about it whoa this is a lego model of manhattan part oh, of new york that's nice so it is entirely made out of white bricks, and it is done on scale, complete down to the streets. It's a one six hundredth scale layout, and it's done by Ryan the Brickman McNaught, and is created awe-inspiring representation of Lower I think Manhattan. I know why it's called 
Ryan Brickman. Why is he called Ryan Brickman? Because he he builds a lot of stuff. Do you know how many bricks are in this model? A thousand. Two hundred and ten thousand white bricks. I was right on the the thousand. Right, but you were wrong about the two hundred and ten other ones. But that's okay. Two hundred nine other thousand. That's all right. All right, now the next little thing that we got for you here, that about wraps it up for the Geekruff section. At hey, the I want to do more geeky. Well, we'll get more geeky next time. Don't worry, we got well, it. I want to do geeky at the end again. Okay, well, we're going to talk about spiders at the end, remember? <laughs> All right, now the next thing we got for you here is the food and caffeinated bits section. The first that we have up for you here is the color-changing awesomeness of a magic margarita. So what do you think about this one, Amber? I already showed you this. They have a mixologist who pours a blue drink or a purple drink into a glass with a bunch of ice, and it looks really cool, doesn't it? Now, this is an adult beverage, so you don't get to try it. Yeah. But they put an orange in it, and then they put yellow stuff in it. I wonder what the yellow stuff is. And what does the yellow stuff do to it? Make it pink and purple and makes a little sunset at the bottom. Yeah, I know. It's pretty cool. So watch this deep blue liquid transform into a bright shade of purple right before your eyes. Yard House starts the metamorphosis by infusing Don Julio Blanco tequila with with butterfly pea flour. Once it's served over ice, a sidecar of citrus agave is poured in, creating an acidic reaction that instantly changes the color. Yard House. Don't forget to tag your food photos Uh. with Food Beast YouTube. All right, now the next little thing from Amsterdam. A new soap is made just completely with coffee grounds and orange peels. Called I want to try it. Called soup. (laughs) This is a signature product from Bee Blue, an Amsterdam-based collective working to upcycle organic waste streams. So just made out of orange peels, orange peels, and coffee grounds. So I guess it's caffeinated. Uh, I'd be interested to see exactly what the caffeine content of it, but uh, this one's from over at Sprudge.com, so you can check that out if that so interests you. Then the next thing we got for you here, they're trying over at uh, the fine folks from uh, Otamo Coffee, to, and uh, they're trying to make coffee without using coffee. So they're trying to break it down to its chemical components and recreate it from other components to make it. I don't know why you would do other than uh, to give it a shot to see. You know, it's it's one of those off chance yeah, things. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, so just wanted to share the article with everybody else. And then the last little thing that we got for you here, the food and caffeinated Hi. bits is done. So that would be uh, a new species a of... spiders t- one now. Yep, a new species of tarantula has been found in Angola. It's a, I hate spiders. It's okay. So this is, in case you didn't think spiders were weird or scary enough, a new-to-science new species of tarantula has dis, dis, been discovered by scientists in Angola to spot... I hope it's not in here. No, it's not. It spots a bizarre horn no sticking out of its back. That's right. The new spider being called Cetroterygius antonifer is actually belong to a group called horned baboon spiders but unlike the other ones it has a soft horn on top of its body and it's kind of weird (laughs) i mean it's more than a little weird it's not just kind of weird i don't know about you amber but it's uh i think it allows it to stand up like that (laughs) 
All right, so it's off the screen right now. But I just had to share that with the group. I'm scared of it. Yeah, that's all right. So that that's about it for today's caffeination. Thank you there's very much. No, there's no more geeky today. Yes, there is. There's always so, more geeky. There's one more geeky that I wanted to talk about. So you know that slide. So there's this book that I read a lot. And so it's called Karina Garcia's Next Level DIY Slime. I think you've heard of it before. But in the beginning, it shows you instructions. And then, like, a whole bunch of slime mixed together with Garcia. And then there's, like, clear, instant clear slime. And there's also, uh, let's see, what's it called? It's called highlighter slime. Whoa, that looks good. Okay, thank you, Amber. And there's actually more. Ooh, I want to show you this one. Lip gloss slime. It's okay. pink, and there's also mega ultra crunchy slime. Crunch slime. Okay. Thank you very much. There's one more thing I want to share. Well, unfortunately... Crushed people... disco ball slime. Well, the one thing that you have to remind remember is the people on the podcast can't actually see what you're talking about, so you have to describe things. Okay? There's an ice cream cone one, too. Okay. So somebody here likes slime. All right. Thank you very much for listening. And remember, if you are looking for this or any of the other... Any, if you're looking for this or any of the other episodic friends, you can find them over at www.caffination.com. That's caffeination.com. If you are ready, go ahead. Say what... And you also need to say caffeinated, kids. And parents. And also, you also need to have some coffee, parents. (laughs) Thanks, and stay caffeinated, people. Yeah, stay caffeinated.